Welcome to Missing at 5280, a Colorado true crime podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, or share the stories with your friends. Today's episode is a little different and will actually be in two parts. The first part will be an informational episode and the second part will go into a missing persons case. According to the National Runaway Safe Line, between 1.6 and 2.8 million youth run away each year in the United States. The reasons vary from arguments with parents to mental health problems. I also think it's important to point out these statistics have not been updated since before COVID. And with all of the added pressure and quick changes made to our teens' lives during this time, I can only imagine these numbers have grown. About a year ago, a young woman ran away from my small hometown in Colorado. There were the normal pleas from family, and after a few days came a post made by the girl herself. She did not want to be found, and she was not yet willing to go home. She was with a friend, another female, and was safe. Eventually, she made it back home, as do 99% of runaways. This girl was what law enforcement would consider a typical runaway case. And when I say typical, I'm using quotations because if we know anything about runaways, we know nothing is very typical. But it was easy to see why they left it to the family to sort out. She was with a friend and had been in touch with quite a few of her other friends. At one point, rumors spread and she was forced to make contact with the public. And it was shortly after that she thought about her future and she was able to make the decision herself to return. This year, I had the opportunity to talk to her about what happened, why she ran away, what did she do while she was away, how she returned, and what she is currently doing in life. I want you to really understand how lucky we are to have spoken with her though. While 99% of teens come home, that still leaves 16300000 unaccounted for. So I, my parents were always um, together when I grew up. They didn't always get along very well. Um, they always fought about everything. And so for a little bit, my parents were still married, but they didn't live in the same house. Um, and, you know, I can't really remember as a kid a time when my parents didn't fight when I was growing up. They always kind of bickered at each other about everything. They got divorced in May of 2019, and it was really nasty. My dad kind of, like, just started to forget about us kids when they got a divorce and turned to drinking, and then went from drinking to drugs, and nothing's really changed since then. I have an older brother who he's just like he's 22 months older than me and I have a younger brother who's nine years younger than me 
that's what I always say is that it was kind of a blessing in disguise that they got a divorce because them fighting was just, it was so much. And I don't want my little brother to grow up how I did. Had you ever thought about running away before? Nope. I actually was in Montana the week before I ran away. I was visiting my best friend. And she had came back with me from Montana to Colorado because my mom and her boyfriend were going to Las Vegas um, for just a small vacation. And I had gotten into a small argument with my mom because I had a friend over while she was gone and I didn't tell her. And then, like, I just kind of up and disappeared after that because before that, I... I don't have a great relationship with my mom, and that summer it was really, really bad. All we ever did was fight about everything. And so the way I kind of look at it is that it was like a little mental break. And, like, I own up that I definitely could have done it in a better way without just up and disappearing. Like, I had plenty of places I could have gone, but I guess at the time I just was kind of using flight or fight instinct and I chose flight where was I I was far I was kind of by like brush a little bit at her mom's friend's house and I had left her house in the middle of the night and didn't tell any of them that were that had been there and that was the last time anybody had heard from me. Somebody had came and picked me up. It was another It was another girl, right, that had came to pick you up, or? Yeah. Okay. And how old was she? Um, she was 18. 18. And how did you know her? Softball. Softball? And you, yeah. so you've played with her for, like, a while then? Um, I had met her at, like, um, a tournament, so I had never played on the same team as her, but we just stayed connected through the years. She lived. Uh, she lives um, behind the UNC campus, so I just stayed with her. I didn't have anything. <laughs> I had two shirts and two pairs of pants, and that was it. And then you were and you were showering at your friends, and yeah, I stayed with her the entire time. Yeah. And so she would feed you as well, I'm assuming. Yeah. And so, did she work at all? Yeah. What did you do while she was at work? Um, nothing. I kind of just stayed at the house. I'm guessing you wanted to, like, stay off the radar? Yeah, a little bit. We, I ended up in Golden at one point, and we went to Riverdale Road. I didn't really, like, try and hide myself, you know? Just went on with my life as a normal person, honestly. I just didn't go anywhere near where I lived I would go out quite a bit, actually. We went to Fort Collins because they do this thing on Friday nights called Cruise, Fridays and Saturdays, and I would go do that. And we went to Hudson to see some of her friends. And How long were you missing? 16 days. 16 days. You, I remember you did go on Facebook and you went live. Um, why did you decide to do that? Um, because, so, there was this kid named, they, everybody was, like, posting his face everywhere, and I felt really bad, because he didn't have anything to do with it, I truthfully don't even know how he got drug into it, and so, I just wanted to prove a point to everybody that, like, I was safe, but I wasn't with another guy, 
I just wanted people to leave him alone, really. So when you were found, like, how did that happen? Um, did you just go home yourself? Um, so I had one of my other friends drop me off at my dad's house. And I kind of just showed up at my dad's house. And then I called my mom and told her, hey, I'm safe. I'm at my dad's. If you want to come get me, by all means, how about it? If not, I'm here. What made you decide to do that? Um... Well, I was getting close to my birthday, and I didn't really want to spend my birthday by myself. I also share a birthday with my mom and my auntie, you know, so I didn't want that to, like, kind of made me sad that I felt like I was ruining it for them, to be honest. You had your friend drop you off at your dad's. Why did you choose to go to your dad's? Um, because I did not think he would be home, to be honest. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Um, he didn't really say anything. He just kind of gave me a hug and asked what what was going on. Just talked to me. Did thinking about how family members and close friends would feel cause you to second-guess your decision? Um, honestly, no. And why is that? Because I wasn't doing it for anybody else except for myself, really. And at that point, I was just thinking about what was best for me and what I needed. And I felt that I needed to get away, so that's exactly what I did. Do you feel that you weren't being heard before? Yeah, absolutely. So now what um, Now, what does your life look like? Well, I am on track to finish high school early. So when will you be finishing high school? Um, I could be finished this year, but I'm choosing not to because I want to go back to a public high school. I'm doing an online charter school, charter high school right now. Why do you want to go back to the public high school? Um, I battle with anxiety and depression pretty bad, and not having the social aspect of school has kind of taken a huge toll on me mentally. It's just something I've been really, really battling the last few months. Sorry. Well, thank you for telling me your whole story. No, I'm a pretty open book about it because I would prefer people just to ask me what happened instead of assume that they knew everything. Do you have any advice for teens or... My biggest piece of advice I have really is that you're struggling, you feel like your voice isn't heard, then you need to speak up and like if somebody doesn't want to listen to you, you need to be stern and tell them no. Like I need to tell you this and you need to sit down and listen right now, whether it's a, you feel like it's a good time or not. If you feel like you need to be heard, you need to make that known so that things like this don't have to happen. And if, if you're feeling like you need help, then there's, like, so many people you can reach out to. Who was somebody that you could have reached out to instead of running away? Um, I could have most definitely reached out to my brother, my my oldest brother, my, um, aunt, I, my aunt. I had so many people that I definitely could have reached out to, and I just chose to be blind to that. And do you feel like now that you know that, has that, um, has that kept that from happening again since you know that you have other people to reach out to? Yeah.
so you don't feel like you will ever need to do that again. No. I really want to reiterate how fortunate it is that we are able to listen to this girl's story. I would also like to add that she just celebrated her 17th birthday. She is still doing well in school and has plans to enlist into the Navy next year. She is one of the lucky ones who have made it home and have adjusted back into life. There are so many factors that can impact what happens in a runaway case, mostly because these are not just cases. These are real lives that we discuss on the podcast. And if I have learned anything in the past year of creating this podcast, it's that life is fragile. One wrong choice and your entire life can be changed. On the next episode, we will talk more about choices and what can impact a case when we discuss the disappearance of a Colorado teen. Thank you for listening and have a great week. If you are a runaway and you need to help locate a runaway shelter, call the National Runaway Safe Line at 1-800-RUNAWAY, R-U-N-A-W-A-Y, anytime. They will respond via phone, text, or email.